Welcome to Pioneering Today with me, Melissa K. Norris, where I inspire your faith and your pioneer roots. I show you how to grow your own food, heirloom gardening, how to preserve your food at home, and modern homesteading. Tune in every other Friday as I share proven strategies that anyone can do to live the pioneer lifestyle. Make sure to head over to melissaknorris.com and subscribe to receive free Pioneering Today articles and updates. How many of you know how to cook outdoors without having any electricity or propane? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Our family, we love to go camping. Um, We kind of, sometimes we even go camping depending upon the weather and and what our schedule is like. We'll camp year round, though we tend to do the majority of it um, in the spring and summer and fall. And we, camping is something that we really enjoy um, for so many reasons, being outside, spending, you know, time with the family, reconnecting without the television and the internet and all that kind of, kind of stuff. And so camping is something that we do a lot of. And one of the things that we really enjoy about camping is cooking outdoors off grid um, and so one of our favorite things to do and ways to cook is Dutch oven cooking. So we have um, two, oh goodness, we might even have three now, <laughs> cast iron spider Dutch ovens. So when I say a spider Dutch oven, what I mean by that is spider Dutch ovens have three legs on the bottom. And so when you set them down to cook in the coals, you can put coals underneath them. And they will stand and be more stable. So they stand self-supportive and so you don't have to worry about trying to find um, something to balance them on when you're cooking. So if you're going to be doing a lot of outdoor cooking, and you can still use these in your oven indoors too, um, because Dutch oven cooking is something we do year round even um, when we're at home. But we primarily use our spider Dutch ovens for outdoor cooking, um, even when we are at home. So um, I would... I'm so excited that it's that time of year. In fact, we just broke out the Dutch ovens, the spider Dutch ovens that we um, keep for outdoors cooking, and we re-seasoned those um, because we hadn't used them very much during the winter. So we did a new fresh season on them. And so to season cast iron and your Dutch ovens, um, especially if you're lucky enough to find some, and this works for all cast iron, um, at a you know garage sale, Goodwill, that kind of a thing, or it's passed down to you, somebody doesn't want it for whatever reason anymore, um, seasoning and cast iron is really pretty simple. So we use um, lard actually because we render our own lard. And so, and if you're curious about rendering your own lard, I have at melissaknorris.com under kitchen tutorials, which is um, up on the top by the recipes and homestead life. You can check that out if you want to know how to render your own lard. So we use lard. You're going to want to use some kind of a fat base that is um, on there. So I know people, we don't use shortening in our house for a number of um, different health reasons and genetically modified products in the shortening. So we typically use the lard. You can use oil. Um, and so you want to put a, not too thick of a layer, but you want to put a decent layer all over the cast iron. And then you want to preheat your oven in the house. Or if you have a really good fire with nice hot coals going outside, you can do this outside off grid as well. Um, and when I say off grid, it just means without electricity for the most part. So, um, you can want it to be about 500 degrees and then you're going to put it in the oven or in the fire and you're going to let it bake for at least a half an hour to an hour. And so what this does is it takes the the fat that you've put on there and it bakes it down and it gets down into the 
pores of the cast iron and then it creates a nice smooth non-stick surface so if cast iron is seasoned properly it really is non-stick i fry our eggs over easy pancakes everything in cast iron because that's all that i cook with um so you can get a really nice non-stick finish on cast iron if it's seasoned properly and so that's how we, we re-seasoned all of ours um the lids and everything this weekend so we were ready to go and we did our first Dutch oven outdoor cooking um, for this year, this weekend. And I just, oh, I'm so excited. I love this time of year getting to cook outside. So one of the reasons that we enjoy cooking outside so much is one, it's fun. It's different. It gets everybody involved. Um, and then two, it's, of course, it's very frugal. You're not using electricity. You're not using your propane if you have gas for your stove um, and that kind of a thing. And then two, I also think it's really important to be... Um, to have the skills um, for being prepared, um, self-sustainable, um, and that kind of thing, to know how to do something before you actually need it. Um, so for instance, if the power goes out for a long period of time or something happens to the grid, um, you know, would you know how to cook if you didn't have your stove at home just to turn on the burners or the oven? So this is one of those skills that we practice and really enjoy doing. And there's a number of ways that you can cook outdoors. Um, of course, some people have your your propane um, barbecue, your grill, and that's fine. We do enjoy grilling that way. Um, then you can have your fire pit where you just use your wood. Um, and then we like to use, um, of course, as you can imagine, the Dutch ovens. I keep mentioning those. So and one of the things is, um, you know, is what pioneering today, you know, the modern homesteading movement, learning the skills from our pioneer forefathers um, and re keeping those alive and practiced in today's modern world so that we don't lose them. Um, one of the things, too, is um, I want to talk a little bit about is so a lot of you have probably seen on the news about the mudslide that happened in Oso. Um, near Darrington, and that is, um, I, I work in Darrington, and um, my husband is was one of the first responders on that slide. So when I talk about being prepared, which we do a lot about here on Pioneering Today on my website is, you know, growing your own food, um, your own livestock, um, knowing how to preserve your own food, um, and that kind of a thing. While I, I firmly do believe in being prepared and knowing how to do things at home, um, without the help of, you know, big box stores and that kind of a thing. Um, and preparedness is something that we practice. I also just wanted to say that there are some things that you cannot prepare for. There are some things that you cannot see coming that will take you by surprise. Um, and so if you have a preparedness plan or, or you are working on becoming, you know, more prepared and self-sustainable survivalism type thing, um, is that Jesus should be your number one preparedness on your plan is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, because we're all going to die no matter how well prepared we are. Um, death is something that happens in this life. And so, you know, we're all going to die and we can't um, plan how or, you know, when we're going to die, but we can plan through um, the salvation of Jesus Christ where we go when we die. So I just really want to stress um that that should be the number one thing on your priority list that you attend to first is your relationship with Jesus um, and knowing where you're going to go when you die. Um, and then all the rest of the preparedness stuff that we practice should follow after that. And that just really um, dealing with the the tragedy of the, the mudslide and the lives lost just really brought that home to me. So um, aside from that, knowing how to cook um, outdoors and off the grid is something 
that you should know how to do as well. And there are several different ways that you can do it. Um, if you have an open fire, um, so you just have a fire going, there's a lot, there's a few things you can cook just right there. So you can um, nestle potatoes, whole potatoes. So you can do cooked baked potatoes um, just right off in the side of the coals where it's nice and hot. And typically when you're going to be cooking using an open fire, what you're going to be using is not the flame, um, is going to be the coals. So the coals is where your, your heat is and it's a more... Um, even temperature. It's not going to change as much as the, the flames as they, you know, jump up and down. So a lot of the cooking that we do is usually with the coals themselves when we talk about cooking on an open fire. Um, and then actually a, a great way to cook corn is just to leave it in the husk. And it's okay if it gets um, the... Um, the tassels will get the silk will sometimes catch on fire a little bit and get a little bit charred and so will the outer layer of the husk they'll get a little bit charred but that's fine so you just want to you want to put them in the um the coal area on the perimeter of the fire and just let them roast in the husk and it is the best corn on the cob ever um but that's the only way we cook it we don't boil our corn anymore i know people we don't cook in the microwave as much um as little as possible, we use our microwave at home. So we don't, I know a lot of people say, oh, you can do a great corn on the cob in the microwave. Well, I don't want to use the radiation on it. So this is a great way to cook your corn. You can also do it um, if you don't have an open fire, if you're grilling and you want to cook your corn on the cob, just put it with in the husk on the grill and you can cook it that way and just turn it um, as it's cooking. And so that's a, a wonderful way that you can cook um, baked potatoes and corn really easy is just down there in the coals. And then of course you have, you know, a lot of people know how to roast s'mores. <laughs> s'mores are one of my favorite things. Um, s'mores and hot dogs and um, shish kebabs where you take your meat and your vegetables and you put them on a stick and you roast them over the, the open flame or the coals of the fire. So those are kind of your common, common ways that people know how to cook um, outdoors. And then our favorite way is the cast iron Dutch oven. So when we go camping, it's usually a family affair with extended family. Um, and so when we go camping, we have what we like to call Saturday night is the Dutch oven cook-off night. So Saturday night, we have a community dinner with all the people who are camping with us and everybody has Dutch ovens. <laughs> and so if you ever come by our campsite on a Saturday, you're going to see, you know, probably like five Dutch ovens right there and we'll be having our cook off. So we eat community style. So everybody make, makes a dish in the Dutch oven. That's the rule. And then we eat together and then we vote on who had the best dish cooked in the Dutch oven. And so it's just kind of a fun, fun way. Um, and so, of course, everybody's, you know, trying to be the winner. So we get some awesome, amazing food, as you well can imagine, coming from those nights. Plus, if you do a lot of camping or outdoor type stuff, you know that you get really tired of hamburgers and hot dogs, like super quick. So Dutch oven cooking allows you to cook anything that you cook at home in the oven outdoors. So that was how when they traveled by um, wagon, you know, and over the prairies and came west, the Oregon Trail, the cattle drives, all that. They they use Dutch ovens, so that's how that they cooked, um, and that's how we cook, and we love it. And I don't I don't know if I'm not sure what it is, but when you cook in the cast iron Dutch oven outdoors, the it tastes better. It can be the exact same recipe. For instance, we made um, I made uh, sausage and broccoli quiche in the Dutch oven this weekend, and I used my um, grandmother's flaky pastry crust recipe, which is amazing. Um, and that's on melissacanoris.com as well under recipes. All the recipes are there. And so we made that, and I make it at home all the time in the oven, but we cooked it outdoors in the Dutch oven. It was a gorgeous warm spring day, and it was like a million times better. It was so good. <laughs> so there, when you cook a recipe outside in the Dutch oven, just 
be prepared. This is going to just turn out really awesomely. It's going to taste better. I'm not sure what it is, but it does. So when you're cooking with your cast iron Dutch oven, um, anything that you make at home in the oven, you can bake. So I've baked bread. I've done cinnamon rolls. I've done pies. I've done quiche. I've done meat. I've done chilies, um, casseroles, taco meat, potatoes au gratin. Um, oh, goodness. You name it. We've done it in the Dutch oven. So um, what you're going to want to do is is um, it's called cooking over an open fire, but you're not, you don't need to hang it over the flames of an open fire, which is why I love the spider Dutch ovens because they allow you to take it and cook anywhere. So if you're doing, um, the Dutch ovens are heavy, so it's best if you're out, um, you know, in the backwoods or camping that you have your Dutch oven, Dutch oven set up at your base camp. So if you go out, um, say you're hunting and you want to cook with your Dutch oven, you would want to just leave it at your base camp that you come back to every night. Um, and so cooking with a Dutch oven can be used as you would a slow cooker, or you can heat it up and you can cook just like you would in the regular oven. So you can vary how you want to cook your, your foods in it really easily. So, um, primarily the easiest way for people, if you don't have a wood fire going outdoors, um, and have enough coals built up is just to use charcoal. So you'll want to start your charcoal ahead of time. And we have found that those little chimneys are awesome that you use to start the charcoal in. And I will put these in um, links to all of these things that I'm mentioning in the resource section. So you can go to melissaknorris.com, click on the podcast button, and then all of the shows will show up. And so this is episode number 25, um, Off Grid Dutch Oven Cooking. So you can check out in the notes section this. So you'll want to have your charcoal chimney and you want to start your um, charcoal about, eh, I don't know, about seven minutes before you actually want to start baking. Um, and so you'll start them in there and the chimney is great too, because I don't like to use lighter fluid or any kind of chemical stuff like that when we're cooking, um, our food. So the chimney eliminates any need to use any of that kind of stuff. So you're going to want to get your coals going. And so typically for our Dutch oven, what we usually do is you're going to put less coals on the bottom, um, because heat rises, right? So we're going to put less coals on the bottom. So you typically want about six to seven coals for the bottom of it to go that your Dutch oven is going to sit on top of for the bottom part. And then on the cast iron Dutch ovens, you want to make sure that you're using a Dutch oven that has a lip on the lid so that the coals don't roll off and fall off so that they stay on top and that it's a flat lid. Um, so on the top is where we're going to use the majority of our coals. So you're going to want to make sure that you have approximately about 15 to 20 coals for the top of the lid. So when you're pouring them in, you know, you can just kind of do a rough guesstimate before you light them on how many you're going to need. So you're going to start those and you're going to let them get good and gray so that they're well and lit. And I like them to have a little bit of black still on them. If they're all the way totally gray, you're going to lose just a little bit of the cooking and the heat time. Um, but you want them good and lit. So you're going to put your food in your Dutch oven, just like you normally would. Um, if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of water, so if the, the power's out, when the power goes out, we don't have water. Um, if you're camping or you're out on a hunting camp and you have limited water, one of the things that you're going to want to bring with you for ease of cleaning your Dutch oven, because um, we're going to clean it after we cook, is you can line it with parchment paper. And this works fantastic for anything that you think is going to be sticky um, or that you want to lift out whole from the Dutch oven. So, um, and that's primarily used more for the baking, the things you're going to bake. Like I used it when we did our, our, um, quiche, um, or pies, that kind of a thing works great to line it just with some regular old parchment paper. Um, and then Lodge actually makes, um, 
in the size of your Dutch oven by the inches, they make some parchment paper liners that you can put in too. So however you want to do it, if you want to cut them out or buy them pre-made, and you don't have to, you'll just have a little bit more cleanup time afterwards. So that's just another um, tip there for you. So you're going to want to put your food in the Dutch oven, and then you're going to want to, um, so one of the things too is if it's really cold out or if it's really windy out, that's going to affect the temperature when you're cooking. So um, it was actually fairly windy out the night that we cooked. So we have outside, we have a big ringed fire pit that we use. So we actually put it down in that as a wind um, breaker so that the wind wasn't blowing on it and cooling it down or keeping the temperature down. So if you're out in the, you know, you're camping or you're out in your base camp, um, you can just find a sheltered area. You, know, you can find a big rock to put it next to. So that will help block the wind, um, that kind of a thing. So you can look for a windbreak to cook in. So of course, if it's really dry, when you're using your Dutch oven um, fire conditions, then you're going to want to make sure you put it on gravel, you put it on rocks, or we've even um, lined, um, used some aluminum foil and put down and then put the coals on top of that um, and cooked on top of that. So just, um, you know, be aware of your surroundings if it's a dry or fire season, um, because it is open coals, even though it's not a full on flame, you know, can start a fire. So just be aware of that as you're cooking. So we're going to put the about seven coals down on the bottom, and then you're going to just set your spider Dutch oven right on top of those. And then you're going to put um, on the lid, you're going to put the majority of your coals. So between 15 to 20, and that's going to heat it about, it takes, you know, about five to 10 minutes for it to the Dutch oven to fully heat up for the cast iron to fully heat. So think of that kind of like as your pre preheating session, like if you're cooking at home. And so the less coals you put on top, then the, the slower it's going to cook and the longer it's going to take to cook. So if, if you have something that needs to bake at a lower temperature, you want it to cook all day as a slow cooker, then you're going to put less coals on top. So um, I needed the temperature to be about 375 for the quiche. So we put about 20 coals on top and you're going to just kind of spread them out tongs. You want to use the, the long handled tongs work awesome for spreading the coals out and you working with the Dutch oven. So you're going to spread that out on top. And then when I let it cook about... It's about a half an hour and then we have a Dutch oven lid lifter. It's just like a little long handled hook that hooks under the lid and so you can lift it up. And whenever you're lifting up the lid, one, remember to lift straight up. You don't want to tilt that because then you're going to get ash down in your food. She doesn't want to lift it straight up and then you can kind of check the surface and see, um, you know, if it's too hot, if you need to add more heat. Um, if it's too hot, take some of the coals off. Um, and then if you need to add more heat, just add a little bit at a time because cast iron, as we know, retains this heat, which is why it's such an awesome cooking um, where. So just put a little bit because it once it's heated up, it's going to kind of stay at that temperature. You don't want to get it too hot because it's harder to, for it to cool down quickly. So you can just add a few more coals to the top. And then oftentimes if I have accidentally added too much heat to the top and I think it's cooking too fast on the, the top of the, the food, I've even taken the lid off and just left it on top of the coals that are on the bottom so that the bottom continues to cook a little bit, um, but then the top doesn't get burnt. So that works well like if you're doing pizza or like my quiche, for instance, the top was getting really beautifully bubbly golden brown with the cheese and the eggs. Oh, um, And so I took the top off to let the crust on the very bottom finish cooking just a little bit for about five minutes. Um, and so you just want to go like that, engage it. And it cooks about the same time in the oven. Of course, if it's really cold out, really windy out, um, it might take a little bit longer. So you want to use a little time allowance. And as you do this a few times, you'll really get a feel for how many coals it's going to take to reach the temperature and how long you're going to need to cook um, your food. So this is fantastic for like hunters um, to set up at your base camp. And then we do this, of course, if the power goes out, then I use, you know, our Dutch oven 
Um, but it's also really frugal. So a lot of times I'll even use my Dutch oven on top of the wood stove in the wintertime. And I'll just use the heat from that and cook. And I have also at mostcanoris.com under, under homestead life preparedness. Um, th- I have had a cook on top of a wood stove Dutch oven tutorials. So you'll have pictures and everything to walk you through um, how to do that. And recipes, of course, because we're cooking. So I hope that this gives you some ideas of some fun ways and I hope it inspires you to go and get a Dutch oven. I would love to hear about your Dutch oven uh, recipes, experiences, if you have any questions, that kind of a thing um, on how cooking off grid with a Dutch oven. So thank you for tuning in. And make sure to head over to melissaknorris.com to subscribe for free modern homesteading updates to help you live the simple life.